Hey community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I am Lekdog and I am joined by co-host slash host, I don't know how you call how you split it, of the mailbag. Speaking of, the one more mailbag this year I believe. Clarky, you're on it, you're run it. Tell the people all the things they need to know about it. Well, the mailbag is a show that only has one episode left. And uh, yeah, we... we <laughs> We answer people's questions. Uh, they write in, they ask the Supercoach questions. But hey, it's that time of the year where interest is waning and all people really care about is, well, is my team complete? And then <laughs> sign it off. That That's it. That's all she wrote. Interest wanes and we don't want it to get more unhinged like I am now. <laughs> this is going to be a rough one for all those at home. <clears throat> this podcast as I on live on pod, I'm trying to adjust my gain on my microphone, which is just the worst thing you could do. There we go. I'll fix that in post. This podcast, if you're interested in Supercoach specific content, I mean, you've got about five minutes before we just unleash because I, I want to talk wildcard round. I want to talk priority picks. I want to talk Father Son. I got a lot of shit to say and not a lot of weeks left to say it. Clarky, first of all, how are you? How's your season going? Oh, hey, it don't matter how my season's going. Uh, poorly, I'm out of trades. Uh, I have multiple, I had multiple injured players last week and to the point where my players I did have underperformed uh, significantly. So I think I'm, I'm pretty much shutting the doors. I'm ready to go. I'm still giving out advice because, you know, there are people who didn't make the same mistakes that I did. And I certainly have plenty of advice to give, but my personal season is wrapping up and I'm just focusing, focusing on the positive results in AFL football. Yeehaw, go the Ds. Go Blues, fuck off Port. Um, Get fucked, Brisbane! <laughs> <laughs> Clarky, we've dropped an F-bobs, we're going nuts. This is Jock Reynolds up late! We're not like those other footy shows. We tell it how it is. We like tell every you the real show stuff. says. Yeah, I, I should say the. Sorry. I don't know what do you call it where you in Latin under your footy logo. There's you know like the blues. It's like men's sand sent. What is it? Men's sands incorpora. Whatever it is. For what? us, it, in Latin on the on the crest on the carton crest. It's it's got a Latin like. Like family motto, the Jock Reynolds crest underneath says, "Do as we say, not as we do." Uh, I thought it said "socks up, sleeves down." We've got quite a few sayings. If I'm going to be honest with you, do as we say, not as we do. Socks up, sleeves down. The Jock Reynolds way. Hashtag love it or sleeve it. There's quite a few different little tidbits, but primarily, I think it's do as we say, not as we do. Let's talk. Supercoach for now. I, I uh, by the way, I had an okay round. Like disappointing, scored under twenty three hundred, despite having twenty eight available players, all of them primos except Dunkley. But 
basically just dropped back to where I was in rank last week, so that's fine. Uh, moving on, we don't need to talk about that. You'll notice on Twitter I don't post about my team in a week where I've done badly, only when I've done well. Run through the injuries. Malikin, injured. Uh, That other bloke, whoever it has, injured. Sheldrick. Sheldrick's injured. Sheldrick confirmed out for the season now because he has had ankle surgery. Hooray. Well, not for him. Demons. Max Gorn, really, really good. And a little, here's a little sneaky for you. In the cheat sheet, there was a trade-out option for Brody Grundy. But if you read the comment under it, it said, Max Gorn, big. Could be big for Max Gorn, no Brody Grundy. And it was big. It was huge for Max Gorn. It was massive. It was turgid. It was everything that you expected it to be. And I would say if you own Gorn, now is a good time because he said it in the post-match interview that Grundy is literally going to be working on his forward craft and it's Gorn's time to be the, the guy. Uh, Gorn kind of admitted it through his own speech but he said i've had my turn i've tried to do be forward and move around the ground a bit more but it's my turn i'm the number one guy now we love to hear it gone a very interesting player don't know what it did to his price you could look that up while i keep talking that was the melbourne game i don't think there was any relevant brisbane news other than lucky neil playing poorly Will Ashcroft, for those who traded him like me ages ago, continues playing well. Collingwood v. Fremantle. Nick Dacos, still very damn good at footy. Sean Darcy injured. Do we know? Do we know how bad that is? Um, one thing at a time, Max Gorn, 566,000, uh, went up 53k, a uh, break even of 24 after a 215. Gee whiz, that's. Uh... He's almost he's almost like unattainable now at 560k. Interesting for a Briggs option. I digress. Sean Darcy is it's still a TBA, which to me says mm, trade trade the hell out of him. This is according to the Fremantle injury list. Hayden Young is a test from that game, so probably good news there. The Suns, Sam Flanders. Gee whiz! Turns out it was. I've been shit-talking this kid for several years, and primarily because I took him in a keeper draft and then on-traded him. Love shit-talking him, though. Anyway, Stewie Jew was keeping him down. They literally said, like, well, there's reports that he didn't get along with Stewie Jew. Stewie Jew gets sacked and comes out with a 125-33 disposals playing as a mid. Pretty good. Look, it's it's okay. It's okay from Flanders. Uh, But, you know... I think we all know that Dew has been holding back the Suns for years now, and we can say that with hindsight because they have one win without him. <laughs> yes, and like all teams with an interim coach, they have one win in the first week. Yep, against St. Kilda. <laughs> Who are just tumbling. Jack Sinclair, 67, just horrendous in terms of scoring and only the 23 touches. He's still a hole. Dan Houston, I could not believe when I got home. Moving on, by the way. 176 points for 41 dispersals. I couldn't have. I was at that game having a very good time. I could not have told you that he had 41 disposals. Not on my life. Wait, 4 1. 41 disposals. That's absolute insanity. You must have Most of them appeared to have been directly in front of where I was sitting as well. Just did not know. Just was not aware. 
That's absolute insanity, considering the amount that you belted port by. It's crazy. Uh, by the way, from that game, Adam Chera, some hamstring concerns. Harry Mackay out for an extended period of time, not super coach relevant. Darcy Byrne-Jones concussed, not super coach relevant. Geelong v Essendon. By the way, the reason we're doing it in this format is because I want to get the Supercoach shit out of the way real quick. Uh, nothing really to report. Jeremy Cameron had a knock. People were panicking who held him. He came back on and wasn't great. Dangerfield got subbed out. Essendon were awful. Zach Merritt tagged, hated it. Yeah, don't Essendon shouldn't have to play at GMHBA. It's obviously unfair for them. Yeah, it's fair. It's unfair. So they should. They shouldn't have to play uh, Geelong. That that would be the fairest thing for Essendon. The stadium's not even finished. They shouldn't be allowed to have people over if their house is under renovation. <laughs> Rory Laird from the Adelaide Crows scored 151. Copped the knock. They said everything's okay. But uh oh, the reporting today on Monday night is uh, that he's a, a you know he's a watch. Shoulder awareness. Hmm. I'm aware Not of my good. shoulders. They are attached to my body. Not good, but if you're out of trades, community, no worries. Just lean back and let it happen. Yeah, no worries, because I'm sure we've all got cover, like, I don't know, like a George Wardlaw, for instance, he's great. Co- oh, just reading. No, he's done a hamstring as well. <laughs> also so dead. he's yep. essentially out for the season. Luckily, if you needed some forward cover and you still had Fergus Green, oh, no, also... Went out injured, so unlikely to see him. Uh, Ruben Jinby, no, no, he's injured as well. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of depth going around. Well, 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 if it isn't time to bring in Cooper Harvey. <laughs> well, let's talk about that because there are a couple of players that we can consider who are on the bubble. We only talk about the ones on the bubble, but honestly, at this point, any playing players. Worth looking at, there's guys around the 200k mark like Anil Erasmus, Ivan Soldo, when he was the number one rock, scored well, but that's not what we're here for. We're here for the bargain basements. Interesting. Now, he this is an exception to that rule that I just said then. George Hewitt at 259,000 with no Matt Kennedy and another spot in the 22 open for the Blues. At $259,000, George Hewitt is interesting to me. Hasn't scored any and may given us any reason to think yeah. he'll be amazing. I was about to ask, come, but... Well, he comes up against West Coast, scored 124 against them when the, when he played them earlier in the year. Uh, yep, that's that's good for one week. Is it worth well, the squeeze? He uh, Look, I'm, I'm thinking about depth positions. We've got 700 injuries in the mids. Last year, this is a guy who averaged 111.4. He's back in the team and he's locked into the team for the rest of the season based on injuries. Uh, Even throughout the year, when he hasn't been sub, he's still scored like 80s and 90s. So I think at $259,000, he's the best cover we can probably find. He's definitely some cover. Yeah, look, I, I don't absolutely despise it, um, considering that there's the history there. Um, Tajwo Woden, another one on the bubble, had an yes. all right game. If you are okay with 
50 and somewhere between 50 and 60, then could be the man for you. Sam Banks from Richmond, 52 on the bubble as well. Uh, Cooper Harvey, as I said before, 117k, 37. These are some cash out guys, really. We're just looking for cash out guys at this point. Yeah, Hewitt's, I guess I'm Hewitt's thinking... the only cover guy. He, he, he In this price range, yeah, he, he's a cover guy. These other guys... I think Cooper Harvey's probably my favourite of the bunch at 117. And I think that's just because I liked him in the draft. I know he only scored 37 on the weekend, but I just think he has a ceiling that the other guys probably don't. And if you're looking for guys maybe that have just played the one game, it's only really that I can think of like Jack Paris. I don't think anyone's grabbing Joel Hamling at 169k. No, thank you. Jack Paris scored 66, uh, and that's pretty much where we're at for cash cows. I think ideally, if you're not looking for cover, you're looking for cash to do a final upgrade or whatever, just get the cheapest playing player that you can find. Sounds like a deal. And as for rookies, I mean, as for primos and all that, just look at the cheat sheet. Ask ask the, the mailbag pod questions. There where you're going to find those answers. This podcast ain't about that. 12 minutes, 13 minutes in, we can finally talk, Clarky, about the real matters. The football matters that we can get irrationally angry about as we approach the inevitable end of season and uh, as I progressively get angry and angrier hearing about off-season trade period rules. Very good. What's on your mind, Lack? Let's talk priority picks for a sec. That's the first one I want to talk about. Because as is predictable at this point in the year, the push for North Melbourne to get priority picks is back, baby. And presumably West West Coast will also be pushing for priority picks. What, what are your views on it? Because I've got some pretty strong views on it, but I'd love to know what yours are. To be perfectly honest, I don't believe in them. <laughs> I think that it's it's kind of it's a long term gain, and it's about how you play the market itself to bring in experience. I think giving a team a priority pick because they're doing bad only helps them be worse. Like you're trying to buy, you're trying to buy out of a hole that they already dug themselves into. Yeah, well, I agree. <laughs> I think the benefit you get for finishing at the bottom of the ladder should be access to the best talent in the game. Um, Priority picks, I don't think are particularly helpful. And I think given we've seen teams at the bottom of the ladder not bid on players that are technically available to them, a la Nick Dacos, because they want their player to feel good and feel like he's the number one pick, says to me that the teams at the bottom are not making decisions but in the best interest of their club and the competition. They'd rather the good news story, which says to me they're probably wasting the picks that they get. I don't believe in priority picks at all. I don't think, in fact, I don't believe in any sort of draft interference. I think the draft should be the draft. I don't think there should be compensation picks. I don't think there should be father-son picks. That's a hot one, but I don't believe in it. I think the benefit of finishing the bottom is that you get a pick before everyone else. I think potential solutions, Clarky, 
not priority picks, but like, I don't know, give North Melbourne 500 grand outside of the salary cap and say they can sign a couple of veterans or a couple of guys who instead of retiring, like like they've done with Liam Shields and all that, but take it out of the salary cap. and allow, Because if the goal is to get them off the bottom, if that's the only goal is to get them off the bottom, let them access some mature age bodies without sacrificing young talent on in terms of list spots and salary and do that. But don't fuck the draft for everyone else. Look, I don't think I can sit with you on father and son just because uh, we're also coming up to uh, mother-daughter uh, is going to be a thing in the future. And by God, I want a little Pierce running around for the Melbourne Demonettes. Uh, that, that will be just fun for me. Uh, but also, I agree, you've gone functional with your criticism of what we can do to actively improve it. Uh, I have a different idea uh, that we could Great. do to Hit help these it. teams that are struggling. Uh, so we take players who are vocally not happy with the club that they're at, which happens this time of year, whether true or untrue. But we get people to nominate for a separate kind of draft that is much like a military draft, random number based. Your number gets pulled. Congratulations, you join the West Coast Eagles. You don't like where you are, you don't get to pick where you go. I see, I quite like this. So this just kind of ends up touching on force trades and all that sort of stuff, which eventually the league will get to, eventually, eventually, eventually. But I like the idea, like it's a, it's a gamble, right? You can demand a trade out of your club. Absolutely. You can nominate where you want to go. But there is a chance, however small or large that chance is, there is a chance. Sorry, mate. Your number's up. You're actually going to West Coast. Like, anyone else's number? You're going to Geelong like you wanted. Unfortunately, buddy, it's off to West Coast. Have a shit one. I'd say restricted free agents only because if, if you're a free agent you deserve your freedom right whatever you exercise well, your freedom yes, or whatever you can't demand but a trade if you're free i'm thinking you can just leave yeah i'm thinking also uh orazio uh look i know you want to go back to the bombers we understand it's like home for you maybe you should have never left maybe this is a little bit of regret but also you can take the chance to go back there or or you could end up a gold coast Oh, I, I like it almost like a weighted lottery system. Do it so the with coaches, the t- actually. What's Shuffle that? the coaches <laughs> in there as well. Like, shuffle the coaches around a bit. Adam Simpson, like just it. like, yeah, cool. West Coast is standing behind him. Keep the salaries, uni- unify coach salaries, make them more universal, same salaries, and just shuffle them around. you got to pull <laughs> maybe, say, 20 coaches. Let's weight it so it's like... I feel like it should be weighted not just on the last year's performance, but and I feel like five years of cumulative performance is probably too long. So let's say the last three years. So whoever's been the shittest over the last three years have the highest odds of getting the first guy pulled out of the whatever, the random number generator, and so on yeah. and so forth. So that's why if you can't tank to try and favor the odds to get a disgruntled player. I think Orazio Fantasia is a great example, right? You're not a free agent. You're not a restricted free agent. You just feel like you made a bad decision. There's like an 80% chance you're going to go back to Essendon, and I think you should take it. There's a 20% chance you're getting sent to North Melbourne, and I feel like there should be some sort of rules where North, like they might not even want Orazio Fantasia. They probably don't. 
but they're stuck with him as well. So maybe they maybe they just pay him outside of the salary cap or something. I like the idea of them having like it's it's almost it's a risk for them as well. Maybe they can opt out. Maybe they could opt out of the, the military draft, yeah, the clubs. We could, we could possibly as well, we could change the monetary reward for it as well. So, I mean, look, Orazio, he's not going to go there for big money. But say we take the the average living wage of a full-time Coles worker uh, and go, this is, this is what you'll get, and you can get more when you play games. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that. We are slowly getting into some sort of communism dictatorship system, which I do think is where peak AFL as a league should go. (laughs) Based on, I think. Look, it's not perfect. I'm not suggesting that my system is perfect, but is it fair? Kind of. I think it's it's fairer than compensation picks. Because at it's least this way, most. only two clubs are involved. The club where the player leaves and the club where the player goes. It doesn't push everyone back in the draft, which is the issue with compensation picks. Yeah, and this is particularly spicy for me as the Melbourne man, where, you know, I don't like seeing Damo sad, but I also have to live in a world where Damo's sadness does represent my gain. <laughs> it's true. It is true. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want to be pushed further back. Come on, exactly. Like, at this rate, I'm going to end up with pick four. Yes, that's not, of course not Melbourne me personally. But... Pick. Yes, <laughs> but I mean that's it, right? You shouldn't be punished because someone else is shit. Yeah. which is what we currently do in the AFL, and it's why I have these fights every single year, and it's why I would just clean it up. And yes, I know. Oh. I hate the father. I don't hate the father son rule, but I just know a they're either going to change it right just before the Blues get the Camparelli brothers. So fully, fully preparing myself mentally for that. But b just I don't. If Nick Dacos really wants to play at Collingwood, well, guess what? When he demands a trade and goes into the lottery, he has a chance to get to Collingwood. But I don't think yeah. he should just get to play there because his dad was sexually active while at the club. I just. I don't think. I guess he technically didn't have to be sexually active while he was at the club, but he was at the club long enough during a period where he, he could just have has to be at us. the club and then sexually active or pre. Yeah, to be fair, the, the sexual the activity doesn't it's, matter when that takes place. The timeline of. <laughs> so I think we've. I think we've definitely. I think we've definitely fixed compensation picks, or at least started that that conversation, which is yeah. great. This is good. So. North fans, West Coast fans, uh, suck it up, eat a bag of dicks. Like, not you, not attacking you personally, but just objectively, I cannot support compensation picks. But I have offered other solutions for you where I think, I think you could def. And I, Damon, and I actually had a serious talk about this last year as well about incentivizing free agency by allowing, sort of, if if a club if a player leaves from the num the top club like the premiers and goes to the wooden spooners in the off season the wooden spooners have an option to pay them 30% more outside the salary cap so I-, I want ways to improve lists without sacrificing the draft so when i say eat a bag of dicks in my world you're also getting access to free agents etc etc <laughs> the the bag of dicks is still a form of fair compensation that is just a different system to the one that has so many rules which are just all at this point exploitative exactly now 
the next thing I wanted to talk about, I can't actually remember what it was. Do you remember what it was? I believe you said something about wildcard rounds. Oh, my goodness. So the AFL is set to uh, discuss a wildcard round with the clubs, which means the AFL is going to implement a wildcard round in the AFL next year. Can you, sorry, can you break this down for me like I'm five? Uh, what is a wildcard round? It's basically teams seven through ten instead of having a finals by seven through ten playing for the final spots in the finals. Now, I know what you're thinking. That just sounds like what it would be if there was ten teams that made finals. Yes, that's all it is. It's not actually a wildcard round. It's just ten teams playing finals. That's all it is. I hate that. I hate everything about that because, number one, it's not what I thought it was, uh, and what I thought it was was much more interesting. And number two, why? Do, what difference does it make? Just leave it as eight. What's wrong with eight? <laughs> it, look, in theory, it's right. It's a. It's an elimination. <laughs> it's just two more elimination finals, which is really exciting, and that's fun, is and it? everyone would watch it. But a. Why do you want 10 out of 18 teams in finals? Why do you want the majority of finals? Works differently as a wildcard round in the NBA, for instance, where they have 30 teams and two conferences of 15. And there is an opportunity for the 10th place team in a conference to progress through. But in the AFL, when there's no conferences and it's just 18 teams and it's essentially just 10 teams playing finals, what a... Maybe my problem's just more that it's they're calling it a wildcard round, which is not what it is. You're just adding two more teams to the finals. That's all it is. Okay, hear me out. Unrelated once again. But the wildcard round should actually be around much like gather round, right? We get all the teams to Adelaide Oval or wherever the fuck they want to play, right? Uh, Adelaide Hills, whatever. But maybe even just like a central location and get a bunch of buses. And what they do, they'll pick teams out of a hat. Once again, I'm coming back to my true random. Those two teams have to play. That's the that's a wild card round to me, baby. You pull the name out of the hat, you go, all right, the Gold Coast Suns are playing. Or get fucked, you're playing Geelong. See you later. Put them in a bus, send them up to the Adelaide Hills. <laughs> Put them on the same bus, actually. Like, split down the middle. Very funny. Very funny, because they can't say mean stuff because they got a long bus ride together. My issue is... I love your idea, by the way. Thank you. We're going to call this a wildcard round. When it's just, it's literally just 7th through 10th, like playing an extra game. In fact, yeah, it's just adding two extra teams to finals, which is fine. Can the fixture even support that? Well, they would add another, they'd have to add a round. They'd have to add another week. It'd be in the bye week, you'd have two games. Which are single elimination games. Winner could so tenth could go through, and they would play fifth, and eighth could go through, and they would play sixth. Right? I get it. I get why that's fun. It's not a wild card round. It's just it's just a pre-finals. It's it's just it's just extended finals. And why do we need the majority of the league in the finals? And are we going to call it finals? Is wildcard round going to count towards final stats or is it going to be a regular round? Because in the NBA, the, the play-in or the wildcard round is considered 
regular season games. So they say you did not make the playoffs. But in the NBL, who copied that, they say you did make the playoffs. So we're going to say if you finish 10th that you are playing finals because that would upset me greatly. They would have to if they're only playing the extra two games. And what and would it be 7v10 and 8v9 like the it top It would four? be. Yes. Yes, it would be. I had everything about don't we this. have t- don't we have twenty four rounds to work out who should be in the finals? Well, that's isn't that that's the whole point, right? It's it's this for there's like a forced level of Americanization of Australian sports sometimes, and this feels like a byproduct of that. Like Australians, we don't adopt the cool stuff, like people making like cool chants about players, you know, like English soccer fans. Like, we take the weird stuff that doesn't make sense because we don't have a thousand teams. Like, a wildcard round. Like, just leave it at eight. There's nothing wrong with it. The system works. I'm okay with change, as a rule. I'm not a leave-the-game-alone guy. But I am a why-are-we-doing-dumb-shit guy. I'm going to call that out. If we had 20 teams, I could understand the top 10 playing off for finals. I could. I could understand that. Because it's but having, Yeah, well, because it's half, right? I yeah, get that. Well, so if you're in the top half, you get a chance. It's the same as it is now. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. you're saying is they should just add more teams. Which I 100% would support. The quality of the games would go to shit, but boy, it would be fun. They'd, they'd stuff that up as well. Not just as so, yeah. Give Broom a team as well. I feel like this was a bit ranty. I don't like being super negative, but like it's just call it what it is. In fact, that's my biggest issue of the whole thing. Just say you're making the top 10 finals. That's what I want. I want you to come out and say it. That's all I want. It's also stuff like this that gets uh, AFL into a danger zone of like, remember not that long ago where the Essendon Football Club came out and said, oh, we're going to do like a little look at our logo. Maybe try to like modern it up a little bit. And then who was it? Uh, is it Maddie Lloyd or some other dickhead on TV was like, oh, they're going to get rid of the bomber because of the PC thugs. Oh, this is all a oh, I can't believe they do it. I hate that they got rid of Like, no. Whoa. Hank, my dude. <laughs> this And this is one of those things, right? Like, just come out and go, we're doing it or we're not doing it. Don't go with yeah. thinking about anything. Don't think. Stop thinking. We want an extra round of games so we can make more TV money. Just say it. Just say fine. It. Absolutely fine. Be transparent. Yeah. You know what? It's not negative to have an opinion, like. No, but most of my opinions are negative. We should change the Bombers logo, by the way. To what? A windy hill? To a picture of their coach, because they're bombing out of finals! Oh! Patches that, is, is here that, to defend himself. Is, is that a, that's a real radio hot take. <laughs> Some Gerard Whateley uh, level calls here. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to uh, you want to fix while we're here? Or are we happy to uh, happy to call it there, Clarky? No, look, I'm I'm pretty happy right now. Uh, Melbourne, we hey, we haven't lost a game that's not been in the wet or where the power hasn't gone out, <laughs> and I think that's pretty neat for us. I think that's neat. Carlton have won their last four games by 50-plus points, which is the first time in history Carlton's done that and just the third time in history that it's been done. That's actually a fun fact. It is. It we is. Fixed so life's before. pretty good. 
This is good that we fixed football, though. We did. We did fix football. All right. Go Blues. Go Dees. <laughs>